Hi, soul sibling. Welcome back. Ooh, in real time. The weather outside is frightful. It's Orange County rain and it's not delightful. We're like in an atmospheric river today in real time on Tuesday, December 14th. We will have lots of rain and Orange County people don't do well in rain. (laughs) I mean, they do. I love the rain. And so I'm all tucked in feeling like I'm, you know, wintering for the next 24 hours. (laughs) And I have a really great episode for you today. Last week's episode was a hit. Uh, People really enjoyed hearing the flow of ideas that emerged from my timed writings from writing retreat. And I had one specific to Harvey Rose and very specific. Harvey Rose is my goddess daughter who just turned three very specific to her Christmas wish. So let me just share with you today this fun, fun timed topic writing that emerged around Harvey's Christmas wish. Welcome to Viral Mindfulness, the podcast. I'm your host, mindfulness teacher and artist, me, Alexander, or Mr. Blue, as some people like to call me. Today's episode is about my beautiful goddess daughter, Harvey Rose. She's so fun. I was able to spend time with her for her third birthday and Halloween, and I'm actually going to be back there for Christmas. I'm leaving in just a couple days. I'm heading to the East Coast to spend Christmas with Harvey and Jay and Kenny, and I get to see my dear friend who is in cancer school, who is in Boston doing treatment, and we'll get to connect with her in person. And I wanted to offer this beautiful idea because being a part of Jay and Kenny and Harvey's family has been such a gift. And I am literally one of the godparents and I like to be the goddess father. And she's my goddess daughter. And um, it's been really awesome to find visibility in a two dad family and to their gifts you know, things I didn't know that I needed to see and feel and heal some of the separation or the isolation or the feeling different that I felt as a gay human growing up in my family. And it's as subtle as one of my good friends asked me to illustrate. So for example, when I was there last time, There was a moment where Harvey Rose was hanging out with me down on the ground level and Jay and Kenny were near us, maybe 10 feet, and they were talking and then they were kissing and like hugging each other and Harvey was close to me and I said, oh, look at your dads. They love each other and she looks up. We look at them. They look at us. They kiss each other and then she runs to them and joins them and it was such an interesting feeling for me to be on her level and to then have a moment where all of a sudden we're both looking up at her dads as they're responding to us adoring their affection and to have her then run towards them. I realized that there are so many parts of my psyche or being that does well being exposed to this type of reality where gay families are celebrated and the nuance of being in family outside of the heteronormative is very healing 
to someone like me who is approaching 50 and has had many, many different scenarios directly related to the shame, the stigma, the homophobia, all of the things that have been a part of the past for me. And it's very touching and moving and healing. So I just wanted to share that with you. And I also wanted to tell you that Jay and Kenny and I have been talking about doing a limited podcast series next year to talk about the process of their parenting and their conception and finding a gestational carrier and an egg donor and all the things and who better to interview the two of them and to create a series for you all because we are aware that it's fascinating. We're just as fascinated and so in love with the process that we do want to share it with you all. So coming soon to a theater near you. I also want to tell you I did see Steven Spielberg's West Side Story and I absolutely loved it. He reimagined with his team, Tony Kushner, who wrote the screenplay, and Steven Sondheim, the former, well, the late Steven Sondheim, who recently died, was also part of the collaboration, as well as the choreographer. Mm, I don't remember his name, but he works, uh, I think, with the New York City Ballet. He's their creative director, dance choreographer person. Uh, and amazing. It is, it's better than the Academy Award winning production. They have reimagined it. And I'm telling you, it is gorgeous. You want to believe again in film and cinema, go see Steven Spielberg's new reimagined West Side Story. And if you are watching and just like that, <laughs> it's so fun to see how and just like that a new chapter of sex in the city launched last week and everybody has so many feelings about it which is great isn't that what television and art does is it gets us talking for me it feels very very appropriate to be in a state with people who are my age a series of women that i adore to be grieving and going through middle age and i'm all for giving them a chance to go through season one so we'll return and report I'm jumping into a timed writing right here. We did a writing uh, at my writing retreat. I This was a timed writing and the topic was no topic. So that's how you'll hear the introduction in the first couple sentences. Natalie Goldberg, my writing teacher in retreat said, okay, go for 10 minutes and the topic is no topic. So here we go. No topic. There's a wild trick of the trade from Natalie Goldberg. Sun peeks through gray clouds like a soft, puffy quilt that would easily wrap Harvey Rose. Three years old now, she tells me, I'm growing up. We meet on FaceTime, and it's rare she wants to present herself to a muted, two-dimensional version of Uncle Blue. She recently went to the Palisades Mall with her two dads and saw a giant three-foot Elsa doll. What do you want for Christmas, Harvey? I ask. Big Elsa. Damn fucking Disney, Pixar, DreamWorks. These fucking stories thwarted. Roles and parts and princesses continually rooted in patriarchy and white supremacy and colonization and commercialism and consumption. Elsa, Elsa, Elsa. Damn commercialism. How is it? Question mark. 
we still don't have a feature animated film from one of these production companies that includes my family. I want representation. Where is my queer protagonist, male or female? And even better, a trans man or woman or a gender non-conforming princess who identifies as they, them. Power, privilege, money, heterosexism, and trans and gender phobias. I believe the best solution to break down the patriarchy is to listen and learn and include humans who are on the spectrum, the quantum field of trans or gender queer. I'm not certain how Harvey Rose actually perceives me, her devoted Uncle Blue. I certainly want to tell you what she thinks. She's three and the imagination is flowing. Her fantasies are alive in full color. It would be best for me to offer you her own words. Quote, we have the same hair, Uncle Blue. You getting big Anna for Christmas. Remember, Anna is Elsa's sister. And so this was the end of the timed writing. And she also said to me recently in person, it was her birthday weekend and her Mimi and her aunt Holly, Jay's mom and sister, came to visit. And after the big birthday party on Saturday, it was late, early mid-afternoon on Saturday, nap time, and the girls... Mimi and Aunt Holly were going to go upstairs and nap and rest and have some downtime. And Kenny, Papa, said, hey, Harvey, you want to go take a nap upstairs with Mimi and Aunt Holly? Just the girls? She's like, yeah. So it was going to be just the girls. And so she's getting ready. And Papa's helping her get her uh, her pull-up on her sleeping pull up and putting on something cozy. And so then Jay and Kenny and I are sitting on the couch in the main living area and they're getting ready to go up the stairs to the bedroom attic upstairs. And Harvey grabs hands with Mimi and Holly and she starts up the stairs and she looks over and she's like, I'm on Uncle Blue. (laughs) Kenny and Jay and I both looked at each other and we just started laughing. It was so sweet. What it felt like to me was she was saying, come on, it's the girls (laughs) sleepover. But I don't know. I mean, I don't know if that's true. You know, she's still forming words and ideas. What I do know is that we had just spent Halloween together. I dressed up as Anna. She was Elsa. She loved that fantasy. And she would, um, when we were trick-or-treating, she would come running with her little girlfriend. We were trick-or-treating Sunday afternoon. Gorgeous New England afternoon. Fall, sun, crisp. Sun is out. Crisp chill in the air. Afternoon. Tons of trick-or-treaters. We went into this certain neighborhood where everyone trick-or-treats by their house in Clarkstown or New City, New York. And we were with some of Harvey's friends and some other parents. Um, And she and her little best friend, who was dressed as Belle, in between houses, they would all of a sudden, I would hear, Anna, Anna, and it would be Harvey Rose yelling for me. And then her and her little friend holding hands would come running to me and they would want to like jump, run into my arms and give me a big hug. 
she was living this fantasy of checking in with her sister, Anna. So I don't know, maybe she, you know, looks at me like I'm her little equal, her little sister, her friend, her dress up Uncle Blue. Regardless, it's really an interesting thing just to be meeting this young goddess daughter of mine in this sort of new awareness in my own life as I approach 50. One of the things that's been happening to me regularly in the pandemic, since I often will tie my hair back and wear a scarf, a headscarf, um, many of them are colorful or floral. And then I wear glasses and I put on a mask, which covers my, a lot of my facial hair. People call me ma'am all the time. Airports, I'm a ma'am all the time. It's so funny. And so I've been really just kind of looking at my own gender in a way of being much more exclusive and also not exclusive, inclusive is what I mean, making room for me as a man to be a, a feminine version of myself to be, I've always presented feminine. I've always presented um, with a higher voice on the phone. People always think I'm a woman. And for so many years, I have felt so much shame about not being masculine enough or not being enough of whatever the perceived notion I'm holding about what a man is. And that's just all shitty and needs to be eliminated because toxic masculinity is real. Patriarchy is real. And I can be a bridge, as I always have been on so many other topics with regards to gender and making space for a man just like me. And that includes presenting as a woman in full COVID drag, which it's just wearing a mask. And I did notice the other day I wore a beanie instead of a head wrap. And the person at the, the counter at the store uh, said, sir, that was my text message. I didn't turn it off. So that's what I wanted to share with you today. Harvey Rose, sweet little gorgeous creature. I'll be spending a part of the holidays with her and her dads. And so I'm thinking of you wherever you might be in this moment. Know that you are loved. Know that my belief is, is that our great teacher in life, one of them, is the pain and suffering and difficulties of the human experience. In fact, I'm going to visit my dear friend who's in cancer school and she's in Boston doing treatment and we're going to make contact and I'll stay with her. We'll stay close to her for a few days. And I haven't seen her in person for a good year and a half. Actually, I guess it's been almost two years. It was January of 2020 and one of the things she said to me recently in a phone call was how much she's learning with this stage four diagnosis of cancer and how people so often will say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, that I'm sorry. And she's like, you know, I kind of wish now people would just congratulate me because every setback and every disappointment and every treatment that fails because the cancer is doing what I don't want it to be doing, what we don't want it to be doing, is an opportunity for her to 
to learn and to expand and to grow and to increase her patience or her love or her awareness. I don't know, people. All I know is that you are loved and part of being loved is showing love and being very compassionate and gentle and loving and kind, especially right now. So I love you, be well, and I will see you next time on the podcast.